Chapter Seventeen of From Sunrise Land Letters from Japan by Amy Carmichael. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Seventeen Scraps Very Much So. April Eighteenth Among the Mountains en route for Kobe. Here is a tale for the children. One day in the great flood, a poor woman lost her husband. It was such a sorrow to her that she did not want to live any longer, and she threw herself into a deep well and was drowned. Sometimes in these countries where the people do not know about God and his happy land far, far away, they think that by dying with someone they love, they may be able to help him in his long, strange journey through the spirit world. I do not know if it was so with this poor widow, but we do know that her heart must have been very dark and very sorrowful and so she did this terrible thing. She left one lonely little girl behind her. The people in her village sympathized so with her, and they collected nearly a pound among themselves, and gave her some clothes, and brought her to Mrs. Chapel of the CMS, who has a home for such friendless little children. I need not tell you she was welcome there. And now the little flood child is learning about the Lord Jesus, who loved her and gave himself for her. Are you not very glad? and don't you want to ask him to make her his own little girl so that when she grows up and even before that she may tell her people about him and win them to love him too i don't know her name but if you tell him you mean the little flood child he will understand i am writing while crossing country with our dear mary who sails for england soon what she is to us is better told than i can tell in the japanese poem sung by one at her farewell meeting a very poor rendering its only merit being its near as possible literalness is all i can give you snow on the mountains melting increaseth the streams in the valley nightingales cease from their singing far in the heart of the forest flying across to the village wooed by the scent of the flowerets and in the beautiful springtide cometh a sorrowful parting from you with whom in the past our soul hath held closest communion ah like a bird you are flying swiftly away in the springtime mournfully leaving behind you colour and fragrance of blossom leaving behind you hearts which are bitterly grieved at your going and like the plum blossom are you patiently bearing the suffering fearing neither the blast nor the frost nor the snow of the winter softly it sheddeth its petals leaving the opening cherry sweetly to taste of the joy of the many trees budding thereafter. Pained are our hearts at the parting, but if the flower never falleth, never may it develop the glory of perfect fruition. So let us bear the pain of the cruel but brief separation, all for the sake of the fruit it will certainly bear hereafter. Like a brave soldier are you, God sent you to fight in our battles, saving the perishing souls bound fast in the snare of the devil closely united in spirit fighting still under our captain one shall our song be of triumph when the long fight is all ended peacefully rest you your heart so never a fear for the issue though you are out of our sight and far far away o'er the waters lost to our vision as smoke cloud loseth itself in the distance still standing there by the sea we lovingly follow in spirit longing to hear of you safely reaching the shore of your homeland back again at matsuye 
after seeing the doctor as every one advised i returned with hilda and nurse evans who were waiting in kobe for their passports and not being up to much study or other sensible pursuit during the journey over the hills i scribbled bits of its story there and back for you please skip if you feel it too painfully elastic kuruma writing is jolty indeed so much so you cannot attempt to read and as my very rebellious brain refuses a word of sense to retain i think i may as well spend the time in pickling our journey in spirits of rhyme affording it thus the recreation of a total change of occupation our kuruma men are the greatest fun they chatter and laugh and sing as they run though sing i must hasten to explain is a perfectly inappropriate name for a noise which truth compels one to call a rare specimen of refined caterwaul the characteristic most strikingly displayed is their equanimity the way may be short the way may be long and things may go right or things may go wrong the sun may blaze or the rain may pour they may be fresh or perhaps footsore however it be they take life as they find it if nice all the better if not they don't mind it when an english cabby would fret and fume they laugh and serenely howl a tune when from his lips would pour phrases hot they blandly remark doing side is not and ever ready to help each other a tired one will push for a tireder brother but good as they are they are not perfection they'll cheat you without the least hesitation smiling as sweetly as if they thought they were doing exactly as they ought you find them out they will smile the more and respect you twice as much as before at intervals they are devoted to smoke and into their toy pipes tobacco they poke a whiff or two a bowl full of rice some pale yellow tea some condiments nice then up they jump tuck their pipes into cases fastened on to their belts with old cords or laces and balanced each one with a queer little bangle like these small sketches which herewith dangle and then without the least sign of flurry we calmly tear off at a hurry scurry our extra men too are a comical crew they trot on in front fastened on to you like young tandem ponies carefully thatched in straw overalls wide awakes to match when it is wet but when it is fine displaying adamic perfection of line and when the road is exceedingly hilly they tack themselves on to you willy-nilly one night a strange thing befell us we were tired it was very late we got to a lonely hamlet and knocked at the little inn's gate but they quite refused to take us we pleaded we'd lie on the floor of the kitchen if they would let us we could not go on any more at last they consented to have us and to our relief and surprise they gave us a nice little bedroom and of quilts most lavish supplies the house seemed still and empty why had they refused us before but they cared not to answer questions and we heard them bar the door all around us rose the wild forest the river was flowing near its rush and its ripple mingled with the moan of the night wind drear we could hear the people whisper twas a weird uncanny place but thankful for any provision we trusted ourselves to his grace with dawn we rose and departed but in going downstairs to prepare we found out the sorrowful reason a dead man was lying there and sorely it grieved us to leave them unwarned and uncomforted as sheep wandering over dark mountains for whom jesus blood was shed it was ever thus all along the way we seemed to see them shepherdless stray and we had to leave them so 
when shall it be that to even a few of these towns and hamlets we hasten through someone will come who can stay to tell of god and salvation of heaven and hell of love eternal divine and free of love so precious to you and me that without it we could not bear to live does not this thought make us long to give to the left out ones who need it so and who never heard and who never may know will you not ponder what these words mean meaningful are they more than they seem then come let come or help come for indeed though great is the cost greater still the need dear one open your heart to the call do you not love him best of all one day it was hot very often it's not and we both bought a kuruma hat a big basket thing as round as a ring thus bedecked we'd have startled a cat the natives amused for they are not yet used to foreigners thus decorated brought strings turkey red and we tied to our head what felt like a full moon inflated that day on the road my good trotter slowed his pace for a moment or two and picked up a hat which was crushed rather flat and covered with dark navy blue as he had not one there was not to be done but appropriate it with ease some miles we had gone when a cry of hold on pursued us in best japanese and then it's turned out that the fuss was about the hat for its owner came flying to petition it back with a bow not a smack twas returned with a grace edifying next day we had rain not that i complain tis merely a fact in my story some hours of downpour and i noticed no more my man went hatless in his glory for a new one had he as like mine as could be and i wondered wherever he stowed it then under his head peeped out turkey red and heedless of grammar i knowed it i stopped there and then and told him that when i purchased that classic invention twas not meant for him his bright smile grew dim and his bow thawed my icy intention i gave him my hat in addition to that i gave him a slight admonition he went on his way for the rest of the day quite damp let us hope with contrition down the hill down the hill down with a run spin round the corners oh isn't it fun straight up one side the great mountain rises straight down the other abyss of surprises trees hang within it strange blossoms blow water is falling far far below on we go down we go swinging along singing for joy of heart snatches of song in the twilight by the roadside bare feet dangling in the water which flowed beside it sat a child would you have known your daughter but be sparing in your judgment we had tramped till blistered sadly were my walking apparatus and my shoes had hurt me badly we were waiting for a doctor's wheel some evil had befell it had it chanced upon the downward spin we had not lived to tell it a little crowd had gathered soon are you a man or merely a specimen of womankind and to your country really is it very very far away and your relations do they eat rice and things with chopsticks as we do they don't we knew they must be most peculiar creatures this with greatest agitation but i beg to state i'm giving you a somewhat free translation then one a youth demanded with pertinacity perplexing are you an honourable sa are you a sa twas vexing but sa was quite beyond me could it be a sweet contraction for a woolly-headed savage this i asked but not a fraction of illumination came there through my brilliant adaptation of their petty little pet name for our unanointed nation then began he to address me using sa it was confusing not to know if one were it or not a state of things amusing 
till at last it dawned upon me sal was english and i ween never did an irish woman feel more comically green sal meant sir somewhere he'd heard it thought to practice it on me this in mid-japan came really rather unexpectedly and i thought i've lost my gender it is time i went and sought her but instead sat laughing softly bare feet dangling in the water if i could sketch you the pictures sketch them though only in outline pictures are god painted for us oh how your hearts would exalt him there were magnificent forests climbing in broad belts of greenwood up to the top of the mountains rivulets laughing and splashing and dashing over the boulders murmuring under the fern and hiding away in the thicket and the most beautiful blossom fair white and pure gleaming masses shining all over the woodland seemed it as though quite forgetful winter must not linger always blue skies had dropped us a snowfall leaving the blue all the bluer crimson and pink too in touches as if a stray sunset cloudlet losing its way by chance had entangled itself mid the tree-tops showers of bright yellow also rich in a sunny profusion as if the fairies of springtide sprinkled the landscape with a gold dust and we sang hallelujah his hand had fashioned the garden full is the earth of his riches everything saith glory one day we walked up the hillside winding the way was and tiring but when we got to the summit all thought of weariness left us wholly forgotten and lost in the marvel that burst upon us for as we turned the last corner suddenly uprose a mountain outlined in red fire before us fire jewelled fire enwreathed fire crowned how so or wherefore we knew not sometimes they say do the woodmen set the long stretches of brushwood blazing like this through the darkness and all around us was beauty pearly grey mist and soft moonshine far far below lay the valley dark in the depth of the shadow far far above rose the mountains ridge and peak showing distinctly seemed they as mutely beholding this their illumined brother high above all it was lifted lifted in loveliest lustre all the more wondrous because so lonely and still in its splendour and as we looked at it and then away down to the valley where lived the men and the women and innocent little children bound and beguiled by the devil knowing not of their redemption something reminded us then of matters sublime and eternal god means our lives to be dual one lived deep down in the valley low were the lost souls he loveth earnestly seeking to win them caring for nothing so only some may be brought home rejoicing one yet the same ever dwelling high in the radiant uplands hidden with christ in god in the depth of the height of his glory there are some brave souls and god knows them well though magazines may not their praises swell whose life breathes a fragrance just felt not seen like the scent of the violet lost in green trusted with pain in a shaded room trusted with office or shop or loom trusted with pen or needle or broom such day by day toil suffer and pray contented to serve their god anyway but some there are superfinely moulded who sit with hands submissively folded who vegetate rather than live and suggest good cabbages doing no harm at best of the poor dark world's dark need they know they take a great interest in missions and oh at times they are almost ready to go but then by some flaw in their calculation they mistake laziness for resignation 
for they are so speedily persuaded that all the reasons by which they are aided to gravitate back to the easy chair are fully as solid as they are fair note in both copies available to the reader page one thirty six of from sunrise land is badly printed and unreadable page one thirty seven an asthmatical gentleman's breathings were deep and a baby poor cherub developed a weep so though our tired eyes shut as tight as could be our ears remained open irrationally thus tossing and tumbling most certain were we with walls made of paper we did disagree then as we lay there with distinctness we heard bewildering chorus of cough cry and word the frogs too were croaking a rather absurd combination of voices pathetic and gay excited monotonous effectually successful in keeping us wakeful till day for ages we listened unwillingly then perceived that our excellent kuruma men had begun to discuss our doings and us it appeared on the morrow fresh helpers they'd borrow and two sen more a ri than was lawful were we to be asked then to pay so we heard them all say and they kindly agreed with a candor indeed most sweetly confiding that we were abiding in innocency taken in by the deep little scheme then asleep were they all in a trice we kept still as mice saying unto ourselves oh isn't it nice next day our best beloved kuruma man stated with gravest composure the plan he hoped we believed he felt greatly grieved but the fact was that we must give twelve senari and not ten any more as we'd given before that even being double because of the trouble the great flood had wrought than they usually sought it pained him to know they could not deign to go under twelve but alas for the fact was just so so spake our best beloved kuruma man tell him said hilda as fast as you can just how we heard them lay their little plan tell him we'll walk not a single sen more mean we to give than we've given before tell him we won't and that's all about it he'll come like one o'clock never you doubt it greatly perplexed was our kuruma man for this he wasn't prepared and he ran round to the others who with dubious faces but to their credit the best of good graces rigged themselves up in their straw waterproofs smothered their groans in their blue covered roofs and then for once and for ever we all thankfully blessed our despised paper wall we started and it was exceedingly wet a fact please remember you mustn't forget as had it not been we'd have walked with a will pleasanter far than the long sitting still but with the prospect of clothes getting dry in the dim distance of sweet by and by twould not be prudent and so we departed under our black hoods and skies broken-hearted the first mile or so was decidedly slow the next was extremely exciting the flood had been there and the bridges they were the very reverse of inviting there tumbled a torrent without leave or warrant just where it was not at all wanted we were going downhill in a probable spill our kuruma men never daunted so banging and bumping and slipping and thumping our joints dislocated our nerves agitated we thought of our mothers and of our dear others who wouldn't have greatly enjoyed this but as for poor us no good in a fuss though twas not what one calls unalloyed bliss then up up again in the fast-falling rain our kurumas let at least some through tis cheerful indeed and there's plenty of need to cultivate patience and fun too tell me is there a life insurance tragic are the tones i hear tell me is there such an office can we find one living near mournfully her hopes i shatter no dear nurse alas no no 
are they tears or merely raindrops glistening sadly on her brow how could tears get there you ask me scoffer know that in japan everything goes topsy-turvy contradict me if you can note with illustration on page one thirty seven an old curio man painted this scroll for me to send to you flying storks and rising risen or setting suns are among the delights of sunrise land in art that is not nature for that good dame though as lavish as usual with her sons manifests a reserve concerning her storks which is disappointing to say the least of it then this dictum catch i faintly chasing after me downhill what exactly lost in rattle something touching make your will sometimes like the wild bird singing or like sunbeam flight thoughts rise swiftly upward springing such a one to-night thrills me with triumphant gladness banishing the shades of sadness which are wont to intertwine round this coward heart of mine something of its restful meaning i may give to you and it is no empty seeming but his love-note true we are threading passes winding and the evening mists are blinding all the prospect drearily whispers low a voice to me come with me my child it saith from the life below from the littleness that stayeth thy free spirit's flow from the top look sweet it ringeth through and through me my heart flingeth far away each chilly fear it is sunshine he is near from the top look so thy vision crystal clear shall be in that moment of transition surely thou shalt see tangles straightening wrong rewriting victory in crowning fighting peaceful mountain summits are bright the view of near and far from below the world's brief morning seems to close in night from above one sees the dawning of eternal light can it be that every shadow comes because our view is narrow clouds of densest darkness frown all around us when we're down from the top look hallelujah christ is conqueror even now the song of triumph swells above the din of war closes so my mountain story to his name be ever glory hallelujah unto thee king of kings eternally end of chapter seventeen recording by expatriate in bangor maine